talking about love. Let's keep talking about what it means to uh, keep that marriage strong and keep the connection there. So date nights, right? I've given it a shot. I've tried to keep date nights sacred. Uh, It's not always but dating is super important. Going out on dates is super important. Going out to a a restaurant or a movie or anything like Mm -hmm. that. So I want you to talk to us a little bit more about date night and what that meant to you and Papa. Or did you guys even do a date night? Was that a thing? We did, but it wasn't called date night at the time. I think (laughs) date nights are great. I think they are. But no, we didn't call date nights, you know, but we continued to go out after we had our three kids. Um, We continued to go out dancing because, I mean, we love to dance. Um, What else did we do? And we go different places. Um, It was so funny because, not really funny, but when our kids were very young, we used to take them with us just about every place. Not dancing, but, you know, when we go out, that was our main concern to make sure we were with them. And um, I remember we went to a very nice restaurant one time and we took the kids. And the lady was like, how could you bring your kids to the restaurant? They're so well behaved, you know, (laughs) and it's only because they were used to going out to restaurants, you know, Um, but we would spend a lot of time with the kids. But we used to go out uh, even when we had and when we came back to the, the United States and we were in Brooklyn, you know, my mom would keep the kids while we would go out and sometimes she'd keep them overnight. So I think date nights are very good because it gives you time. You're working hard, the stress from you know, just everyday life, you need to take some time to kind of replenish not only yourself, but your relationship. So I think date nights are very good, but make them interesting, interesting, though. Ooh, okay. No, hold on. Keep going with that one. So, okay. Make them interesting. Like what would be a cool idea? Something very different. Okay. (laughs) Um, I mean, you can have a, an experience that was very different. Dad and I went out to a a Lithuanian restaurant and museum. And that was interesting. You know, you just go someplace different. And one place that I love um, in New York, uh, I love to go to the museum. And um, they were, like I said, we went to the clubs. And one night we, <laughs> we went to a club, a friend had invited us and we went there and the music was sounding. We were like, oh yeah, we're going to have a good time. The music was good. Then when we get in the club, there's no exit to get out. <laughs> So, so Papa and I said, okay, we're out of here, you know. And so we just laughed and had fun, you know. And uh, I'll tell you, we also did something. We dressed up really nice. Well, we, when you go out, you kind of dress up. But we went down to a club in Manhattan called Charlie Brown's. And um, mm-hmm. was it Charlie Brown that night that we, was it Charlie Brown's yeah. or was it, um, which one was it? New York, New York. Yeah. We went to New York, New York that night and Papa and I got really dressed and we got a couple of hundred dollar bills. So, so, and so when we went into the club, we paid with a hundred dollar bill. When we bought something, we paid with a hundred dollar bill and we danced. And I mean, Papa and I, we just, we had the floor that night. There were people that were coming to dance next to us. We just had a good time. You just let go sometimes, you know, and really enjoy yourself. Don't get Don't get like so uh, stuck up, like, you know, just enjoy yourself. And when you do that, other people around you, they enjoy themselves as well, you know? Um, Yes, 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 yes. I think that that, that, uh that. Go ahead. 
I think that that's kind of the freedom you get with date nights. You know, it's liberating. Yeah. You go out, you sometimes you get dressed up, sometimes you don't. But when you do something fun like that, you get to just be yourself. Right. And and dancing, dancing probably is like one of the ultimate date nights yeah. between that and museums, of yeah. course. Yeah. But uh, but. I I feel like I need to go dancing a little bit more because I have moves. I just don't get to use them oh, all yeah, too often. You got to. You have to. You don't want to just keep them in the house. <laughs> you want to take them out. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, I mean, so many things. We went one night now. Charlie, Charlie Brown's we went. We went with another couple. And so dad took in that time. Eddie Kendricks had a record out uh, and dad had his tambourine. And dad is good at playing the tambourine. And oh my gosh, he had the whole right. place shaking, going with that, with his tambourine. Yeah, so so we had the nice. and the guy nice. that we went to after Dad played the tambourine. I mean, he was bringing the house down, and then he said, "Can I hold the tambourine?" And I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> but you know, we had fun. <laughs> we had fun. He couldn't play, but we had fun. That's that actually segues. That actually segues perfectly into my next question, which is hobbies, right? Mm-hmm. So with Papa being so good at the tambourine, you both dancing, how important was it to have individual hobbies, individual things that you guys like to do? Does it help with like sanity in a marriage? Does it help break things up from feeling like monot- uh, like the monotony of, of the everyday life? Like how important is it to have like hobbies and, and different things like that while you're married? I think it's good. But you know what? Papa and I spent a lot of time together. We enjoyed each other's company. Did you pop up? Okay. We enjoyed each other's company. We spent a lot of time together. You know, I mean, even to the point, and your mom can tell you this, Papa would have us all out fixing cars. <laughs> we, we, you know, dad <laughs> loved, we, dad wasn't, if a car broke, he wasn't take it to a mechanic. He's going to fix it. So he had all, you hold this, you hold that, you know, and we were all there. Um, but I mean, that was me even before we had kids, because when we lived in Spain, we had a car. Our first car was an English Ford. And um, the car could not, it was a, a, a stick shift. And the only way it could start was going down a hill. <laughs> so so every night we had to park on the hill <laughs> so that in the morning we can take the car, <laughs> pop the clutch, so the car would roll down the hill and start. <laughs> and we better not miss that road. <laughs> and we better not miss the road. And we better not miss that parking spot. <laughs> Because we'd be pushing. I mean, I can laugh about it now. We laughed then too. But yeah, you're like, all right, we got to take this seriously. Yeah. So, but we were together a lot. But I do think each person having their individual um, hobbies, causes, I think that's very important. And I think that you should you should do that because you're not one. You are somewhat different. I mean, you're one, but you you have you're somewhat different. You know what I mean? Everybody's not going to be interested in a car. Uh, everybody's not going to be interested in taxes. Everybody's not going to be interested in monetary financial things, you know? So I think you should. I mean, we had some separate things going, but for the most part, we were together most of the time. But I do think you should have your individual, whatever you like, to have that time to develop it. You you can't become that other. You can't morph into that other person. You You still have to keep your own individuality. It's so challenging, though, Grandma, because uh, keeping the individuality is important. Um, however, you know, a lot of people and I, me included believe that there's a there's a true um, special feeling that comes when your partner or the person that you're married to um, 
when they try to get into your hobbies and they try to like give that thing a mm -hmm. shot. And so like there's there's a really interesting thing because sometimes you want to have your own hobbies, you want to have your own uh you you want to have your own activities, but at the same time you may want your partner to like give it a try or like mm -hmm. hey it would actually be kind of cool if you tried the tambourine and you shook it. This is how it makes right, sounds. Right. No, I think that's good too. I think that's good. Believe it or not. Um, I, I, I play, I like to play chess now. Papa taught me how to play chess, but he doesn't want to play chess now or for a while he hasn't wanted to play, but he's <laughs> the one who taught me, you know, um, I'm trying to think of some other things, well, but he, he was doing it. Just, he was doing we, it before us, it was cool. So now that everybody's doing it, we spent a lot of time with each other. I think people said, boy, you spend so much time. You're starting to look like each other. But, um, but, <laughs> but I think it's fine to have your own interests. And sometimes that other person may not have that interest. You know, I mean, I did when we were together, I, I did things and dad did things that were, you know, that were, were just the, our own little sub events or, 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 or things to do. I read something online and I wanted to run it by you and see kind of what you thought. Um, basically it was some advice for how to maintain a long lasting marriage. And it said, say these three words every single day. And they're not, I love you. It says that the three words that are so simple, but people often overlook them that need to be asked every day is, can I help? Mm. How can I help? How can I be there for you? Uh, how can I help in some way, shape, or form? Do you feel like those really are like the the most the three most powerful words that can be asked in a marriage? Like those are the things that can make someone feel like you're really there. I am not gonna say the most powerful, but I like that. I I didn't say that. I just kind of we just kind of did that, you know. If we saw, but I think that's very good. How can I help you? Because yeah, sometimes. Um, what you see now, some people are going through things, whether at their job or, or just personal or their health or whatever. And it would be nice to say, how can I help you to show, you know, that you're there for them. That, that I think that's very good. Uh, but I can't say they're the most powerful words. And I, I don't know what, you know, yeah. But I, <laughs> you're like, there's some stronger words out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. There's definitely some stronger mm -hmm. words. I, I, I'm actually really interested because uh, you guys, you dated in the 60s, like mm -hmm. you mentioned, and there's a lot of things that are different between dating now and dating yeah. then. Um, one thing that comes up pretty often, it's a term you might have heard of, but we like to throw it around a lot is like millennials. And that's like the word toxic. Oh, yes. So you might have heard people say that they'll be like, oh, that person is toxic or that behavior mm -hmm. is toxic mm -hmm. or uh, they're doing so many harmful things. And I think that we have started to to define names for things that have existed for a really long time and we just really didn't have uh like a name for it right so things that the hyper masculinity and the the over aggressiveness um the emotional undercutting all of that stuff was happening there wasn't necessarily a word for it but do you feel as though like um that was something like back in the day that people would kind of they would kind of talk about like whether or not somebody was toxic or whether or not, or is that like a new age thing where that that's like a big non-negotiable for a lot of people? No, because um, attitudes and um, how do you say it? Psychological 
things that people do, it's nothing new. It's nothing new under the sun. It might have a different name. And I think toxic, really, I mean, if you see certain relationships or certain people, I think that's a good description. You know, you hate to you hate that because you don't want to have toxic people. You don't want to have toxic relationships. But when someone says that, you know what toxic is, so you know how that relationship there's something wrong. Someone's getting the bad end of the uh, of, of of the deal there. But whatever whatever people are going through now, even though the time has moved on. It's a, a lot of things they went through in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s with relationships, you know, getting someone who's overbearing or somebody who, um, you know, someone who, like who always wants to be in charge or someone who gives up their their power to someone else. You know, it, it's nothing new, but the terms to describe it may be may be new. So um, that actually, when you say giving up your power, it just kind of made me think about surrendering and surrendering in your relationship, right? Um, a lot of us, we surrender when it comes to faith where, you know, uh, whatever higher power we believe in, often we put like things in their hands and we just kind of trust that, uh, you know, we're, we're in good company. And so what I ask for you is with surrendering in your relationship, with knowing when um, to just allow the other person to maybe lead or allow the other person to take the take the reins. Was that hard for either you or Papa? Because Grandma, you are a very strong-willed woman, and so <laughs> was it was it, it was it easy to allow like you to kind of put yourself in the back seat from time to time and allow allow another person to kind of make the yeah. decisions? <laughs> yeah, because it's so funny. Papa and I used to always. It was like we almost took turns, you know. Uh, somebody would say something and I'm like, okay, it's all right. It's all right. And dad, no, it's not. And dad would say, no, it's not all right. That other, you know, something like that. It was like one of us always kind of, you know, kind of did something But Papa mostly did, you know, everything. Papa did almost everything, you know, Papa was so, uh, Papa is so um, positive. Papa is so perse mm. persevering. We went through so many things, and I said to myself, I don't know how we're going to do this. And Papa just said, we, we're doing <laughs> it, and you know what? We always did it. That's one thing that I think that our three kids learned from Papa. You don't give up. You just, whatever you're doing, you keep trying. Dad, persevere. I mean, just so many things. How are we going to buy another house? How are we going to do this? How are we going to go here? How are we going to get up that hill? And Papa would always find a way. You know, Papa will always find a way. And he passed that on to Ron, Makeda, and Malika. He passed that on. So um, giving up power. Yeah, when you recognize that someone is better than you at something, yeah, you should step back. You know what I mean? You should step back. But then again, I mean, that goes either way. If someone knows something better than you, you don't have to say, I know, I'm in charge. And so Papa pretty much made a lot of the decisions uh, we made decisions together, but uh, when when it came to like doing things, nope. Papa would say we can do it. I'm like, how are we gonna do it? And that's that's not just being have perseverance, but it's also having faith, you know. And so we got a lot done because of Papa, a lot. Man, do you? So do you think that um, with that being said? 
do you think that it's really important for uh for us to like catch our ego and catch our pride pretty early in the relationship and it's hard right because Grandma, there are so many times where you just feel like you're right, or you feel like you know the right thing to do, or you feel like you know the right thing to say. But how do you catch yourself? Like, how do you how do you say like, okay, I'm I'm doing a lot right now, or maybe I'm doing a little bit too much. Uh, he or she, um, let me let them let me let them kind of steer the ship. Like, let me let me dial back a little bit of my of how much I'm pushing. Let me not push too yeah. much. Yeah, I I think that happens and. You know, you find yourself doing that and you do have to. And then some people say, no, I know, I know, I got it. I got it. I got it. And then when it doesn't work out how they say they got it, do they go back and say, I'm sorry? I thought I knew what I was doing. And yeah, sometimes you have to know when to, as, as Kenny Rogers said, know when to hold them, know when to fold them. And that's really true. Um, but we always want to be like, we know. But it's something about a person who just kind of, holds back until when it's important, <laughs> when it's important, that, you know? Especially like you said, when you said saying, I'm sorry. So let's talk about some of that apology. Cause I think that's really like fundamental as well. The, um, the, the, the humbleness to come to someone and apologize for your mistake, not apologizing, um, for the way you made them feel or no, but apologizing for the action that you completed, apologizing um, for, for even allowing that thing to happen, right? That's super important. But what about the um, acceptance of the, of the apology from the other party in marriage? Should it be like, should there be a mindset of once he or she apologizes, I need to shrug it off? Or are there still moments where you may go a day or two and it's it's like even though they apologize like i i just can't i haven't been really ready to just kind of move past the well, issue that's yet. the problem with the person who's holding it when someone says they're sorry you need to let let it go i mean unless they continue to keep doing mm. the same thing over and over but um if someone made a mistake and they apologize you need to take it and let it go don't don't come up next year and say you remember when you did such and such let it go. Let it go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't come My back case. next year. <laughs> Do you remember 2019? Do you remember? Um, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna kind of wrap it up with maybe one or two last uh, last talking points because Grandma, you did you and Papa both did fantastic and just kind of highlighting how much of um, how much of love how much of the love experience you guys have shared has been really really awesome. Um, so a few questions that I have is one, what about self-love? So oftentimes we went back mm -hmm. to the hobbies, but sometimes, you know, maybe you just need a spa day. Maybe you just need a day where you, uh, maybe you just need a day where you get away, especially you, you had three kids. Maybe you just need a, a day where you can just step away for a second and everything like that. And you and Papa spent a lot of time together, but what about self-love? Like, is that, is is that as important as people think it is or do you do you have some oh thoughts my gosh. on that self-love is so important self-love is so important and i'm not talking about to the point that you're uh you know look at me but you have to love who you are you have to love who god made you um because self-hate is just the opposite and self-hate people don't realize it 
But when they go through life and they they obtain a, a position or a, a, a high salary and a beautiful home, but if they hate themselves and they don't know they hate themselves, but they hate themselves, they hate who they are, that's horrible. And and you you have to have self-love before you even go into a marriage, before you go into a business before you do any, you have to love who you are and loving who you are means you're going to take care of yourself. Like, like I, uh, I was talking, I can't remember to which, which Makeda or who or Laika or whatever, but you know, I said like, I'm not going to get in the elevator. There's some people who are here in the building that we're in now, they don't wear their face masks. And I said, this is crazy. I love myself. I'm not going to expose myself unnecessarily to maybe a virus because you don't want to wear a face mask. You're offending me. So it's okay. I'll wait for the next elevator. I love myself, you know? And you know what? God made us. So you should love yourself. Whoever you are, whatever you do, you should love yourself. And by loving yourself, you will take the time to do things that need to, that you need to help. That's exercise. That's eating right. If you know those things, if you know, you know, that you should eat a certain way and, um, you know, just, just caring for yourself. You have to have self-love. Everybody should have self-love. Papa, you say anything? Last question would be, um, what about the big picture, right? So when you uh, when you first started dating Papa, was there this mindset of, oh, we're going to have a huge house, huge family. Um, we're going to travel the world. We're going to do all these things. Is there a big picture or is it in the early stages, is it okay to just be like, hey, we're going to figure it out, figure as, it we out as we go? I mean, you can have plans. I'm not saying it's right. But we kind of figured it out as we went. We didn't have plans of having a big house and certain jobs and all that kind of, that just wasn't us. We just did what we did at the time. We did make plans now. Um, our, we had some very good plans. All of them didn't go the way we wanted to, but sometimes things don't. Um, you know, we were thinking about coming back and, you know, working with our people to, you know, to just help even working on a reservation. One time we've been thought about just now tra traveling around, you know? Um, so, but things don't always work out how sometimes you plan, but you know what, wherever you are, you know, you have to make the best of it. And I, I think that's what we've done. Um, but you know, however you want, if you just get married and you want to sit down and say, this is what we did make plans, but they weren't big plans. They, it was never about a big house and big cars and things like that. It was about traveling and meeting people and helping people. You know, that's really kind of how it went, you know? And even Papa, you know, when he worked, um, he had a family to take care of. So he's thinking, you know, am I right? You know, the best way uh, to get the best job, you know? So uh, we, at one time we thought about staying in Spain. At one time we started, thought of very little though. We started by staying in Kansas, very little. But but we came back to New York because daddy dad got a job, offered a job. And then, um, you know, he worked there and dad first retired when he was 48 years old. And he was going to um, go back to school 
he had just a few more credits to get his bachelor uh, degree. He was going to go back to school and he was going to become a professor uh, teaching history in, on the college level. But then the, you know, it happened with the, um, uh, that he was struck with the um, form of MS. They really don't know, but they call it a form of MS because uh, they first diagnosed him with all, uh, um, I'm sorry, Lewis Sender, with, uh, what was it, Papa? Yeah, so, um, yeah, with Lou Gehrig's disease, that's their first diagnosis. But then after 10 years, the doctor said, no, can't be that. So, and you know, that came from, we went to so many doctors. I'm kind of getting off the subject, but we went to so many doctors and they all gave the same diagnosis, tests and everything. But you know what? We said our prayers and I say, so everyone said, oh, they misdiagnosed. Yeah, all the doctors misdiagnosed. But I say our prayers were answered. So, you know, one of the other things that we haven't talked about is that you have to have faith. You know, we always from from when we were going together, we talked about religion and and and, and faith. So you have to have faith. You have to have God in your life. You have to have God in your relationship. You really do. And you have to have faith. God is awesome. I mean, God is awesome. And you have to have him in your relationship. You have to know what he wants you to do. And, you know, I think sometimes I think people are afraid of that. Oh, I don't want to hear that. All this. I don't know where they've been. But, you know, we have gone through so much. And the times when we've gone through things, it's been our prayers that were answered. And one of the biggest ones was we didn't want dad to leave us with that Lou Gehrig's disease. And we prayed. And even though Papa is not walking right now, Papa's and, and his um, speech is a little bit affected, but he's here. He doesn't have, he's not taking medicine, not because we don't want to do it, but because he's got perfect blood pressure. He's got good um, cholesterol. Um, it's just that his myelin sheaf on his legs, and we're working on that. We're, we're taking things that we're supposed to eat in kind of way. We're working on it. And God has just been good to us. He has been so good to us, you know, at times when we didn't know how we were going to make it, you know, he, um, and he showed us what to do. Like anything you want to do, you want to eat right. You, you can look in the Bible or wherever you want to look, whichever is your book, it'll tell you about it. I, I know that the, the, this is in the Bible. Um, you know, just, just how to take care of yourself, how to eat the medical, you know, how we should be eating, but, uh, God is awesome. 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 There's nothing that he will not do or can't do for us. If we asked him, we have to ask, you know, so, so God has been in our lives. So you, I think you have to have faith and you have to have, I'm not even going to say religion. You just got to know God and learn to know God, you know? So, yeah. Well, listeners, that was my wonderful grandparents. Uh, so many nuggets, so many, so many pieces of awesome, awesome advice. And so grandma, papa, we just want to thank you both for being here and thank you both for being on this episode. That was Papa. So everyone got to hear his voice. So <laughs> so thank you, Wari, too. Thank you for having us. 
I love you both oh, we dearly. We love you. We love you. Yes. Yeah. So have a good night.